This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Welcome into the program. The Bears season has reached a point of urgency. It has reached a point of we're not just carelessly and frivolously using terminology like must win. And I did it to start the season and I stand by it that the Bears had to win that game against the Packers for so many reasons, because Jordan Love, because Aaron Rodgers, because Bears losing streak against the Packers, because all offseason to prepare for them. So I put that down as a must win, and the Bears just keep on getting badder, worse, worse every week. They have not recovered from the Green Bay game. Um, They have not recovered from anything that has gone horribly wrong for them this year. So everything out at Hallis Hall, this is all to tell you that the feeling and the vibe is for, you know, sometimes we don't buy it when they say they've put that other stuff behind them. The reason they've put that other stuff behind them and all the adversity and all that kind of stuff, which seems kind of impossible considering how loud it was last week. The reason that they are doing all that is because they know that they must win, that their season is kind of on the line already. The Bears season in heading into their fourth game at 0-3 with a lack of development and a lack of talent on their team in terms of salvaging something as far as the win-loss record is concerned. This is a huge game for the Bears. You're back at home against a team that allowed 70 points to be put on the board. And I get it by maybe one of the best teams in the NFL in Miami, but that still is egg in your face and they're 0-3 too. So to bring it back to the Bears, if they blow this game, if they lose this game at Soldier Field on Sunday, you add to the legacy of this season, which has been the story of horrible losses, losses that each have their own mini drama or extra story attached to it. And obviously this story, the one that I just told you, that's the one that you hope does not play out that you lose to the team that allowed 70 points. It's sort of like a a second part to the trivia question. What team gave up 70 points in the last decade? Well, we all know who gave up the 70 points in the the last decade. And then the the backup question to it is to, to go a little bit farther into it. 
and find out the exact specifics of it and some of the extra things that go with it. But obviously you don't want to get yourself into this mess. So in, in the name of that, we did speak to the coordinators today. And when I say the coordinators, the only one left or the only two left are Luke Getze and Richard Hightower, the special teams coach. Matt Eberflus serving as the defensive coordinator does not give us an extra day to, to speak. So really, it's just Luke Getze. There wasn't anything that really reached the level of you know super high game plan interest from Richard Hightower. All due respect to special teams and to Richard Hightower, great guy. But it was Luke Getze's show today. And the first thing that is on everybody's mind is getting Justin Fields on track. And here's what the Bears offensive coordinator had to say about that. Our expectations have always been the same. It's about him getting better each and every week and making sure that he's mastering what we're doing uh, from our perspective and uh, being the leader of that unit. And I think he's doing a really nice job in the midst of a lot of shit right now going on that he's, he's, he's being manning up and he's taking the leadership role for these guys. So it's been really, it's been good to see him be able to to, to, to put it on his shoulders and be the guy that wants to help make this thing get right. You talk you about him wanting him to get better every week. What has he gotten better at throughout these weeks? Yeah, like I talked about a little bit last week, you know, you play teams that we just played against that challenge you uh, with all kind of different scheme and alignments and pressures and stuff and like that. Uh, you talk about uh, a guy who, on, and during the week and the preparation, getting everybody on board on the same page and I think that showed up again this this past week where that wasn't the issue at all you know we were we were doing a really good job he made sure that everybody was uh was on the same page and protection wise when you have a a new line like that we had last week again uh for them to be able to be on the same page and have their calls and everything like that that was a really good uh, example of him being able in control of all that stuff do you still see the quarterback on that Monday night game against Pittsburgh in terms of confidence the ability to throw downfield that you know, a year and three games into into it now. Yeah, Justin has a tremendous amount of confidence. I, I think it's like you said. It, there's a lot of moving parts when you're playing on uh, on an offense. It's eleven as one, and right now we're not clicking all eleven as one. And I know it's easy, like I said, to look to, to, to pinpoint it on one person, but it's not. And so we got to make sure that we go out and we got to get that uh, synchronized a little bit better, and we'll go out and get some points. Yeah, there are some things that he said that are legitimate in terms of things that we need to take seriously that Justin Fields has gotten better at, and that is dealing with different schemes, dealing with alignments and pressures, the getting the protection set. And you know, he says that the work and practice is great. So I don't want to breeze past those things. That's real. But unfortunately, it's a rerun um, of what Luke Getze has told us earlier. It's great. It's great. Good to hear it again that he's got those things down. But the part that you continue to want to hear is the part where Justin Fields, he can tell us something specific about his downfield accuracy or his ability to, you know, really get a fast passing game going one that there is some rhythm. Like it wouldn't be great just to hear Luke Getze jump up there and say, man, Justin Fields was in rhythm, like just something like that in terms of the the passing game. So that's the part that I still need to hear. And I'm not blaming, like I'm not like criticizing Luke Getze. Like there's nothing more he could have said. I I don't think he's holding back. I think he told us the things that he could tell us that were positive 
about Justin Fields. I asked the question, what is he better at? And dealing with different schemes, alignments, pressures, uh, production set, leading the practice. And that's, that's all, that is all very true. Um, and, you know, I guess when Getsy sees it, he will tell us. And sometimes it's good that to see that our eyes match up with what the seasoned professional offensive coordinator has to say about it. Let's do another one from... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Luke Getze. And yeah, this one is interesting and it tells a lot. And I think you'll probably be nodding your head like, yeah, yeah. Here's what Luke Getze says he is seeing on tape about the offense. That jumped out was... Uh... You know, a few of the details, I mean, there's probably seven or eight plays that we felt like that should have been explosive plays for whatever it was, just a lack of execution and a lack of uh, particular detail to a number of different situations, a number of different uh, parts of it. Uh, And, you know, when you're playing a really good team like that, you can't let those opportunities slide by, and we did, so. You say seven or eight plays that could have been explosive plays and people are not paying attention to the details. Safe to assume that that's either the, the quarterback or the receiver's themselves is that- all, uh, all, all parts backs o-line tight ends quarterbacks receivers all all parts of that i mean we had we had a few of those when i say that number seven or eight ish you know that we felt like the execution uh on a typical basis and in practice and everything like as you're going into it you're excited about those opportunities and we didn't seize them we had them right there to take and we didn't do that do you think you're close then because maddie Bruce said that he thinks that you guys are really close with, with- you put it under that same yeah I don't know uh as far as like how close we are or how far away we are I just know that we have to improve our execution that's as simple as that right it starts with uh executing on the practice field which you know has been pretty damn good so uh we got to make sure we carry that over to the game though Luke, seven or eight plays sounds like a lot to me. I mean that's, that could be 20 plus points if those went well oh yeah yeah I would agree why, why is why is that why is the volume of poorly executed plays that high well I think it's uh I wouldn't use the word poorly executed I would just say that the reactions weren't to uh matching what the opportunity presented you know so whether it's uh sustaining a block uh whether it's uh run a correct track by the back a correct read by the back whether it's a right alignment by a tight end or a receiver whether it's uh uh, right decision by the quarterback. You know, there's all facets. So that's the that's where we have to uh, narrow this thing down. But when you have that many, to your point, that's losing opportunities to go get those points. So if we could, if you cut those opportunities down to just one or two a game, that means you're you're successful in five or six. Then now you're 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 doing exactly what you just talked about, and we're where we want to be. So the part that we're talking about being close, that's the part that's that's exciting about and the opportunity that we have in front of us that we feel like it is right there for us to go take. We just gotta go take it now. I mean, in theory, I suppose Luke Getze is right. Like the fine line between, I mean, you watched it. There's a fine line between all big plays or explosive plays in the league that work 
and don't work. I mean, you see it. You see how close and how bang bang and how a you know the, a last second deflection or anything can affect what goes down on a particular play. But the question is for the Bears. Aside from that, as aside from the fine line, can they? Do they do they have the players? <laughs> We're back to asking that question. Do they have the players to fix it, to make it better, to make the offense more explosive? I'm not backing off on DJ Moore, obviously. I mean, that's legit, but Mooney has been a part of nothing. Chase Claypool has not been a part of anything so far. Cole Komet's number is not being called at all. Robert Tunyon, same thing. So at this point, are, you know, uh, do, do they, we're back to asking that question. Um, you know, I think that it's not like it was last year where it was truly the question of, is it the quarterback or the weapons? At this point, I think that the quarterback has been exposed to some degree in terms of, yeah, there, he, there is more culpability for him than a lot of us thought, um, or a lot of people thought. I started to see it in training camp this year. Um, definitely culpability with him, but, um, you know, are, are those weapons that they have invested in DJ Moore spending 50 million on Cole Komet? They, you know, haven't spent a cent yet on Darnell Mooney, but they do have to make a decision on him. And we know what the stakes were for Chase Claypool. And that was a second round pick. So I hate that we're not just asking about the quarterback. We're asking about the weapons again in this offense. And that is not a place that I wanted to get to again. And I doubt that you did either. Let's go to DJ Moore himself now. DJ Moore was talking about the missed opportunities, the blown plays that the Bears had. Well, one was me uh, that dropped. So, I mean, that's the explosive play, uh, one out of the eight. So, catching the ball, uh, being on blocks, uh, executing the play at its fullest uh, down the field uh, in the gaps and, and stuff like that. You mentioned the drop, but you also had the, the one-arm catch to go along with it. Yeah. Is that a better usage of you to make those attempts downfield? Uh, sure, I ain't the fastest, but uh, I know how to track the ball. So, I mean, that makes me fast in itself. So, uh, I guess so. But at the same time, you don't always want to have to take the deep shot uh to get something going. A lot of talk about details and attention details. What yeah. does that mean to you? Uh, route depth, uh, knowing assignment, knowing how to really work your route to get somebody else open. So uh, I've been honing in on that and uh, really looking forward to seeing what this uh, game plan produces this week. Has there been a, a lack of attention to details? No, not really. No. When you lose, everybody honing on the little things. So the little things become bigger and now, now we're here. How nice would it be just to get the monkey off the back? Obviously, you weren't here last year, but it's been a long time since since Bears fans have seen a win. It's been a long time since I've seen a win too. So, but uh, shoot, getting the monkey off your back is is a big thing. You know, once you get one, you get that feeling. Uh, you, get you just want to keep getting it. I guess you commended uh, Justin's ability to kind of manage what's going on, kind of I guess outside the perception, all that. How have you seen Justin manage all of that? Uh, I mean. I think he's handling it well. Uh, I seen him at the podium yesterday. I told him he should smile more, uh, but that's all I really had to say. I think he handled it well, so I'm I'm, I'm proud of him. As a leader, what, what have you done to try to keep this team on track towards your goals? Um, no, you know it's, it is only three weeks into the season. We got a whole long uh, rest of the season, so 
after getting his first win, uh, whenever we get it, uh, hopefully it's this week. So, I mean, it'll get the monkey off our back, and then the morale will turn around, and then the fans will be happy, y'all be happy. Uh, we can have better conversations up here and stop asking about uh, the morale. That one-arm catch, well, that wasn't your first one-arm catch, was it? Uh, no, that wasn't my first Okay, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> No, he's, of course, he's DJ Moore. I mean, it's like normal now for top wide receivers in the league to make one-arm catches or one-hand grabs as he did. That that was a hell of a play, but he also, DJ Moore, from whom you just heard, did have a, a bad drop, not consequential necessarily for the big picture of the game, but maybe for some of the morale of the game. Little victories is what the Bears are looking for. And as we wrap up this episode, I mean... The Bears, yeah, they're back in that must-win territory again. They can't lose. They cannot lose to Denver at Soldier Field. So thanks for listening to The Daily Score. Be back tomorrow for our executive producer, Ray Diaz. I am Mark Rohde. Talk to you later.